Hey there, guys and ghouls. You are tuned in to Broadcast from the Belfry, a very cat-friendly podcast for the morbidly curious. Yeah, there's a cat's butthole right there. Uh, my name is Sanjay, and across the internet, in a far-off made-up land, is Georgia. How are you doing today, George? Yeah, pretty okay. Got, um, what, uh, I forgot words. A kebab. That's how I am. We just ate enchilada casserole. That's what it is. Isn't enchiladas technically already casserole or a casserole? I don't know. Uh, Stu said he wanted enchilada casserole. And so I looked up a recipe and I made one. And apparently it was not what he had in mind, but it still tasted good. So I don't know. That's all that matters, I guess. He's also texting me updates. And he just texted me an update that there's only... Two and a half thousand vote difference in Georgia, and I'm crossing my fingers that yep. that shit's flip flopping. Yep. Anyway, I'm, there's still three days. We are recording on Thursday, uh, November fifth, so there are still three days in the state of Georgia for you to call in and or contact your polling place and get your stuff corrected if your vote did not count. So that's what's going on there. Nevada still has not made up their fucking mind. There's been an 8k difference for the last 48 hours, and it's very frustrating. Ugh. Okay, uh, on the over the internet as well, but closer geographically is Hope on the ones and twos doing the social media, <clears throat> fact-checking whenever I say something wrong, which doesn't happen very often. How are you doing today, Hope? Well, I have one cat on my lap and two cats beside me, so I'm doing pretty good. I think that's the equivalent of having a Glock in your Rari, but indoors. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fetty Wap is also a big cat fan. Fun fact to everybody. Uh... I don't know what the words that you just said mean whatsoever, and everyone I'm very knows, sorry. Everyone knows Fetty Wap. Uh, okay, what are we talking about on this uh, November Eve? Oh, yeah, also uh, November November 5th of Remember, Gunplowder, Treason, and Trot. Yep. Wow! I'm the British one, and I totally forgot that it's November 5th. Nice. Good. Eat shit. Holy fuck. I I'm British well, now. We traded places. You're the illiterate uh, one now. I'm the British one. Man, that really annoys me, because I spent a lot of time not knowing what I wanted to talk about today, and if I would have fucking remembered that, I would have just talked about the gunpowder fucking plot. Yeah, the Guy Fox is uh, dying somewhere. His ghost, his spirit. Probably. His spirit's already dead fun fact well anyway i'll tell you what we are gonna talk about i mm-hmm. think this is like grosser i wanted to do something well originally i was like maybe i'll do something kind of true crimey because it's been a while since we did true crime mm-hmm. but then i got distracted <laughs> Sue just said remember remember the 5th of november duh <laughs> good everyone but georgia remembered even diamond is like pawing oh buddy i said his name and he looked at me um it's fine yeah. i texted back fuck off so that's accurate. how our relationship is going. 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do something like true crimey because it's been a while, but I also didn't want to do something super serious because I figured, you know, the way that this election is going, we need some, like, palate cleanser, maybe. So I'm hoping we're going to go all over the place a little bit and Sweet. probably, you know, funny in a fucked up kind of way. The way that we're funny, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, so, um, buckle your seatbelt nice and tight tonight. It's click clicked. Click clicked. All right. Click it or ticket, buddy. Mm-hmm. I watched a bunch of the uh, Meth Not Even Once videos this week, like all of them, 
and like a couple of them are funny and then like one or two of them just like actually made me never want to do meth so congrats montana <laughs> you did it ruining my well, good times whatever i know diamond i just want to do meth too <laughs> he meowed and he's walking away okay continue though yeah with the actual stuff that we talk about in the podcast um well we're gonna talk about carl tanzler that's a fake name that is the american it's like tanzler and if you pronounce it the german way i think but no isn't carl tanzler um, the dad from full house no you sure i've never seen an episode of full house but i know that that is not accurate don't no i refuse to watch it i don't want to i don't mm-mm his name is Danny Tanner. Yeah, it was a really Danny good joke Tanner. that, like, Georgia did not get. I don't want to watch Full House. I don't, like, joke. nobody give me shit for never watching Full House. Everyone I just give Georgia full shit for never watching I don't full want House. to. I don't want to, and I don't understand why they needed both twins to play one fucking kid. Dude, how? Oh, I all the other child that. actress. No, that's not true. So, first of all, how are you going to know about the milkman, the paperboy, even in TV, if you never watched Full House, which is a reference you won't get. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty much every show that has like child, like very young, like very very young child actors uses mm. twins because one of them will always be fussy at any given time. So you need someone to switch out that looks the same. So um, like the Olsen twins are like the most famous. Um, in there's uh, Zach and Cody did it just fine, thank you. In the first role they were in, they played the same character though. Which was something that Hope knows that I don't remember. It wasn't Friends. It was something before that, right? It might have been before that that was their first role. But yeah, Friends, they both played uh, Ben. Ben? ben? Mm-hmm. Yep. Baby Ben? Yeah. I didn't know that, huh? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a fun thing. So yeah, anytime there's like a very young child in a TV show, they're probably a twin. And the other one's just getting bounced off stage. And their mother is like, why did I want you to get into acting? Um, it's really nice. My, huh. my friend Alanda got a bird book. And she was like, hey, comment on this if you want a, a bird. Um, an, any number between 35 and 851. And the bird that I randomly chose was the Antpipa? Antpita, never mind. It has a lot of variations, and it looks kind of like a porg and a finch crossed together. So, everyone, there's there's a bird fact for you. We went on a tangent in a tangent. That was great. Put a bird on it. Yeah, who is this person? <laughs> shout, shout out to Jughead. And now I'm done talking about twins. <laughs> Carl Tanzler. He was from Dresden, so you're going to have an accent tonight, and it's going to be German, so let's hear it. Uh, 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 I learned today that German toilets have uh, poop shelves, and that's all I can think about when I think of Germany now. Like some, okay. yeah, no, thank you. Hope looked disgusted just now, and that's the right response. So, in some German toilets, like where um, the poop goes on a ledge. Yes. So you literally, okay. So in American toilets, there's Why? there's a bowl, right? Like U.S. toilets are bowls in most of the world, but in German toilets, there's a flat surface that is, like, four inches probably away from your butthole. Um, And then at the very front of the toilet, there's water that rises in that part. So I guess for a period of time, there were a lot of, like, parasites in some areas of Germany. So, like, that shelf needed to be there 
so when you pooped you could inspect your poop before it got flushed um so yeah that's something i learned today yep carson if you're listening i need you to contact me about this thank you the crazy thing about carl tanzler is that uh he had a corpse bride uh, I mean, yay, that's a very good movie, but also, uh... Oh, and it's worth noting that sometimes to pass himself off as fancy, he would sometimes use the name Count Carl von Kossel. Ooh, Count von Carl, Kossel. wow. <laughs> I'm gonna send you guys a picture of him. And that's why we drink covered him, like, a really long time ago, and I was re-listening <laughs> to the episode to do my notes, and M goes, oh, he looks like a cross between Sigmund Freud and Colonel Sanders. He does, yeah. If you inverted his color scheme, any better. no, he does. He, yeah, it's like his outfit is very Colonel Sanders, and so is his beard and glasses. Uh, but he looks very Freudian. Or I guess the glasses are actually pretty Freud. But yeah, this man definitely uh, knows what's finger looking good, which is no longer <laughs> the slogan for KFC because of COVID. Fun fact: it has been suspended. Huh. Yep. Cool. This guy was kind of an exaggerator, I get the feeling, so I don't really know uh, much about, you know, what actually happened, but he was born in 1877 when Germany was still an empire and supposedly traveled around some, and then it sounds like he may have spent World War One in an Australian internment jail, but they spelled it the old-timey G-A-O-L way. That's so, Gowl? Gowl? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Trial Bay Gowl. <laughs> so anyway, after that, he went back to Germany and he got married to a lady named Doris. And they had two kids and then he emigrated to the U.S. in 1926 via Cuba. And then his wife and two daughters eventually joined him and they settled down in Florida Ooh. And I just want to say that by the time I'm done with this story, point one, you're going to be thinking, of course this was in fucking Florida. And for point two, you're going to be thinking, this guy is probably the original Florida man. So, you know things are going to get weird. I have to sneeze, but I don't think it's going to happen. Sneeze in the mic. Sneeze in the mic. Moisten the listeners with your sneeze. Anyway, he ends up leaving his family in this town called Zephyr Hills, which is a dumb name, Florida. Like, It's a really pretty name, Zephyr. Zephyr Hills? No. It's like all one word, too. Oh, yeah, no, that's tacky. Gotta split yeah. that shit up, put a little spoiler space in It kind of looks like it should be an STD, like Zephyrilis or something, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diamond's upset. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm recording a podcast. What are you doing? Sitting in the middle of the room? You want to hang out? Look at that trimmed neck. Who's? Diamonds? <laughs> no, yours. Oh, I just got a haircut. Yeah. I know. Everyone that's listening to this, you just you were listening to a freshly <clears throat> cut head of hair. It's very nice. I saw a TikTok earlier that was like men every time they uh, every time they get a haircut. And yeah, I, I don't know, dude. It was good. I would say we'll put the link to it in the description, but apparently we don't put links that Sanjay wants in descriptions, so... Uh, Hope totally shared that link on Facebook. Oh, never mind. I just didn't put it in the show notes because I stopped doing that a long time ago because I'm lazy. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. 
I needed everyone to know. Hey, buddy, come on. Uh, come help. So, Carl goes to Key West. He leaves his family in Zephyr Hills, and he goes to Key West, and he takes his job as a radiology technician using the name uh, Carl von Kossel. Kos- so his, Kossel. his real name? No. His real name is Carl T- Tanzler. It's, it's so similar. It's so, so similar. And it's worth noting that he thought he was a doctor, even though he was not a doctor. You know, like, you have to have some medical training to be a radiology technician, but that doesn't make you a physician, so... I uh, I guess, yeah. (laughs) He liked to think of himself as a physician. Oh, fun fact, the Van Kozel name was supposedly revealed to him in recurring visions of a woman he believed to be his ancestor named Countess Anna Constantia von Kozel. This ancestor of his also revealed to him the face of his true love, an exotic, dark-haired woman. What does that mean? Just like a minority? Okay, here's the thing, though. I'm judging Carl already because he's married to his wife from Germany, Who's probably like, you know, some typical Aryan German ideal, right? It's right between World War One and World War Two. So why did he marry her in the first place if he's having visions his whole life of some exotic woman? Probably because he's like, oh, I'm just probably not entirely sane if I'm just mishmashing together a bunch of features for this person. That might not exist. I'll meet a normal. I'll meet a real people. Let's meet a nice I Karen. Mean, he was not really that sane. You'll find out. So I know. I just think he needed to have some patience. Anyway. Haha. He was a doctor. He thought he was a doctor, but he didn't have patience. Yeah. There. Thank you, every everybody. Uh, it's it's been good. It's been good. Uh, my name's Sanjay, and I hope you have a good night. <laughs> Is me just practicing so, my stand up. Yeah, it's not great. I know. So what? <laughs> so what happened in 1930 was a woman was brought into the hospital where he worked. Her name was Maria Elena Helen Milagro de Hoyos. She was 21. And she was technically married, but she had a miscarriage and her husband just peaced out and never came back. So that guy was a dick. The fact <clears> that, <throat> that that was a thing that happened a lot, though, it's like, oh, you can't bear a child? Peace. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, state, the state will recognize this as grounds for not even divorce, just going out for cigarettes Separation. and never coming back. Yeah. She goes in the hospital and old Carl is like, shit. That's uh, that's her. That's the face of my true love that was revealed to me in a vis- vision a long time ago because I may or may not have some undiagnosed mental issues or maybe I'm just a fucking psychopath. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, she is 21 and at this point he is 54, I think. Oh. So, uh, yeah. So that's great. Anyway, she was diagnosed with tuberculosis, mm-hmm. which... You know, wasn't super great at the time because it killed everyone. Yep. And good old Carl is like, oh my god, I'm so good at healthcare because I'm totally a doctor. He ends up treating her at home and he starts stealing medical equipment like x-ray machines, drugs, all kinds of stuff from 
the hospital. Update uh, Zero is currently helping with fact-checking for the podcast. He's doing a very good job, and he's very handsome. I was not sponsored or paid to say this. It is just a fact. I can see one of his little teeth sticking out under his lip, and it's it is melting you. my heart. Oh, hey, buddy. Buddy. Oh, look at that mouth. You're so cute. Uh, Love you, Weewo. Um, hey, buddy. Sorry to all of our listeners that you just heard me say Weewo to my cat, Zero. Um, he deserves it, though. He's a very <laughs> handsome boy. Um, okay, so eventually... <laughs> He's gone now. I complimented him my too bit. much. Gassed him up. He's going to go to the club now. <laughs> Fuck. So he was eventually caught and fired from the hospital. And he didn't really care because that meant he could spend all of his time at the home of Elena and her family where she was, you know, dying from TB. Like you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he would bring her jewelry and fancy clothes and all kinds of gifts. And her family thought it was hella creepy, but they were also like, okay, there's this rando dude that's offering to pay for all of these medical expenses so whatever for the record i'm assuming they didn't have a lot of money especially during that time they were cuban americans her dad was a cigar maker so i think it was you know how it was the 20s they probably weren't treated that great probably not no if i had to guess Um, there's no evidence that she reciprocated any of his affections she was probably too busy being terminally ill to really notice him half the time, let's be real. So this went on for about 18 months, and then she died at her parents' home. I know where this is going now. Okay, I was wondering. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Keep, yep, died at her parents' house. That's cool. Yep, keep going. So Count Von Karl is like, hey, I'll pay for the funeral if it's okay with you guys, and uh, I'll also build a nice mausoleum too, okay? Cool. So that happened, and people said that he went to the mausoleum every single night, and he, around this time is when he may or may not have had a nice death mask made when her face was still fresh. He claimed that Elena's spirit would come and hang with him while he sat at her grave, and that she would tell him to take her from it, take her away from it, and that she would also serenade her own corpse with Spanish songs. That'd actually be pretty sick. Yeah, just come sing to yourself as you rot. That'd be great. Yeah, dude. And, like, my corpse is just headbanging, and my spirit is headbanging, and, like, everybody else that's probably at the 7-Eleven where I had a stroke at, headbanging. You know, like, it's just nice. It's a good time. What song would you serenade with yourself? I was just listening to Stick Stick. What are you doing? You are hitting your mic over and over. Oh, I'm getting fidgety. Sorry. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I... I just realized that you were doing that. I was listening to Stick Stickly, like, right before I, uh, like, walked into the house. So I would probably listen to Stick Stickly in the afterlife so I could be Crabcore forever, which is, you know, honestly the dream. That's on brand. Mm-hmm. Dude, Crabcore never should have gone away. We weren't We weren't ready for it, but I think now is the time. And I'm going <laughs> to start the Crabcore revival single-handedly. So if anyone wants to uh, get low. Attack, attack, already came back. Oh shit, yeah, I did it. I forgot. Attack, attack. Attack, is... attack. <laughs> yeah, they're making music they have... again. The beginning of, uh, the beginning of, yeah, 
Is that Six Sickly? Which song is that? We're the literally the beginning of the song says attack attack. We're back again, baby. What song is that? Uh, I think it's back again. Is the name of the song? Um, I don't think that's right. I think it is. It's not Six Sickly though. Shit, I haven't listened to Attack Attack in a hot minute. Would recommend any budding emos if you want to listen to what Grandpa used to fucking rage to in seventh grade go look up stick stick like by attack attack put on your neon colored shirts put on 10 wristbands throw some breeze carolina in there hell yeah dude really get into it oh fuck don't listen to current breeze carolina though it's not good like their first couple albums though that's where you gotta go hell is what you make it is one of my favorite albums of all time so fun fact uh, about me uh, I know what I'm gonna listen to tomorrow while I'm putting together a futon that's gonna finish off my studio space to look hella fresh. Technically, isn't anywhere in your house a studio space? That's professional space? fresh. I made it up myself. No, it's a studio space. No, it's a stu Stubert. He looks no, it's there. not. It's mine. Okay. He has nothing to do with. He okay. walks in that room and he goes, "I don't really know what." He just sees a mess, and he's like, I don't really know what you're trying to do in here. That's me whenever I close my eyes. I'm like, "What? what's all this mess? What am I trying to do here? And then it's like in Spongebob, and there's a bunch of little Spongebobs in his head, like, like making his brain work. Yeah, all of my internal me's are just, like, in different states of crying and or eating or being bad at video games. Those are the three stages that or listen to attack attack or listen no i they all listen to attack attack it's okay. fine oh 4 uh, 13 p.m you know what that means uh, i was screaming anyway. to the microphone that would have been bad so that was in october of 1931 when she died uh fast forward to april of 1933 he tippy-toed through the cemetery one night as he did every night but this time he went into the mausoleum he was the only person with the key to the mausoleum by the way her parents or sister did not have the key or anything they had no access to it whatsoever he took her body put it in a toy wagon i'm picturing you know like the red flyer wagon thing Mm -hmm. and then he fucking wheeled her back to his house like, that's where you put the, the dead people, you know, uh, for their yeah, final sure. resting place. Yeah, your house. Just in your fridge, in your icebox. So I think part of the reason he waited so long is... Excuse you. And one... I think it was in the Morbid podcast. I also do a, a podcast about it. And they said that he had rigged up some kind of preservation system inside the mausoleum so like part of the reason he went there every night was to inject her with formaldehyde to start the preservation process so that's super great Mm -hmm. and then once they were home you know because she's been decomposing for a year and a half let's remember so once they were home he strung her bones together with pee and a wire Mm -hmm. and he put glass eyes in the skull and as she continued to decompose, he would replace her skin with silk that was soaked in wax and plaster of Paris. And he replaced her hair with a wig that he made from her hair as it fell out. Okay. And he filled her body cavities and her arms and legs and everything with rags so it would keep its shape. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, every day he made sure that she was dressed very properly, like stockings, gloves, jewelry, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know where he kept her rotting corpse most of the time? In the parlor? In his bed. Oh. That's where you should put that. Yep. Okay. I also want to take this moment mm. to uh, acknowledge the fact that we haven't given Tyler his own shout out for a while. And he did say that he likes his favorite episodes are the ones where you get grossed out. So I was I was really hoping that really hoping that we'd hear from him this episode. So shout out to number one fan Tyler. Yeah, I wouldn't make a wig out of your hair and put it back on you, Tyler. You know, when you're gone, you're gone, my guy. I'm not gonna do that. Well, obviously, you don't love him very much. Jesus. Apparently, you know what they say, (laughs) if you love someone, you should replace their eyes with glass, make a wig of their own hair, put it on them, slowly fill their body with rags as you fill it with formaldehyde, and replace their skin with silk that you've soaked in wax. Are you eating a Kit Kat? That was to hope, not me. I'm allergic to Kit Kats. The kits are fine, but the, the cats are what really get me every time, so... Thank you. Thank you. You're not allergic to feline cats, just chocolate ones. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm fine with regular bunnies, but like East, like the chocolate bunnies, no, can't do it. So he used a bunch of different methods to try and slow decomposition, and he sprayed a bunch of perfume and disinfectant and everything to hide the smell in his, you know, house or apartment. I think he lived in that apartment. She... Did not look great, for the record. Homeboy should have taken some makeup classes before he started drawing on eyebrows. And this reminds me, speaking of eyebrows, I recently had a a revelation that I think is really important. Is it that I have amazing eyebrows? Because I do have very good natural eyebrows. It's a gift, honestly. This sounds ominous and I'm very nervous. Stop hitting your mic. What are you doing? I'm talking about my eyebrows and I got excited about my eyebrows. Here's, no, I had a revelation lately about what is wrong with the youths these days, specifically the teenagers. Is it that they scare the living shit out of you? Well, they do scare the living shit out of me. They also annoy me, and I think they're all stuck-up bitches. And this is part of the reason why. So listen to this. High schoolers today, there are so many tutorials on the interwebs of how to do your makeup and how to tweeze your eyebrows properly that teenagers don't go through the awkward phase that we all had to go through in high school to become blossomed adults. And therefore, they have nothing to fucking humble them. And so we end up with Gen Z being a bunch of little miniature adults already and they're all assholes and i hate them yeah no dude it fucking sucks i i've said it many times but every day i get slightly less ugly i'm not getting more attractive i'm just getting less ugly and it's been a long process but gen z you're just walking out the fucking oven shitting yourself you know that's what birth is in case you didn't know and then you're five (laughs) years old and you're like i could be an e-boy right now and you just your parents just give you a bunch of shit you know how to thrift now for some reason, so you do that and get some bomb fits. You're like you're 11 years trying. old and you're yeah. already ready to come out as being bi because you know what that is because the internet told you. Yeah, when I was 11, I was playing fucking Kirby Dreamland with my friend Joe. And that was it. It sucked. I'm really bad at Kirby Dreamland. <laughs> I haven't gotten better. <laughs> when I was 11, I was still British. Mm-hmm. 
which made my awkward phase even more awkward because I was also transitioning from British accent to American accent, which I, does not sound great. I let know me tell you just you. sounded like Russell Brand. Like you went, you went full <laughs> Russell Brand, and I wish I had audio bites of that. And that's what I would listen uh, to when I go to sleep, like every night. My eyebrows were terrible because here's the thing: I didn't know how to tweeze them. I took the hair off the top of my eyebrows, which is not what you're supposed to do. You're never supposed to do your eyebrows. You shape from the bottom. Well, I just so I had like fucking straight line eyebrows it was not attractive anyway here's what elena's fucking eyebrows look like after carl dunn fucked him up wow everyone gets to live react to me seeing this for the first time i'm s- uh, where'd her chin go he fucked I- that up too didn't he <laughs> should have stuffed more rags in it i guess okay so <sighs> So this is like a real person and this was like in the middle or was this at like the end of her like her human like like, dead person to doll transition yeah this is like this is a picture of her i'm pretty sure after she was removed from his home by authorities what the fuck dude well and like i said he used silk and plaster like plaster of paris is what you make casts with you know for your broken bones so that shit's rock solid it has to be probably but i'm still not excited about it. like i just wish it wasn't there you know yep to quote my favorite uh my favorite flavor text on any magic card it's nothing personal i just wish you weren't and that's how i feel about this whole situation so, yeah um... this is what she's supposed to look like for the record oh oh he's really bad at this <laughs> Like, I know, like, making a person has to be difficult, but, like, yeah, she does not look (laughs) anything like she initially did. Well, and the fact that he just, like, took her fallen out hair and, like, stuck it on top of her head is not helping either. That's not a wig. That's just a pile. That's a toupee. He made her a a genuine toupee. A toupe. uh, To me, it looks like it's a fascinator, which would make sense since, you know, this all started in the 20s, but at the same time... When you wear a fascinator, your hair looks nice around it. It's not the only thing on your head, so. What's a fascinator? Those, like, little tiny hat things that are just, like, on the side of your head, and they have, like, tulle and shit on them, and, like, feathers. Like, that you wear to funerals? Uh, yeah, you could wear them to funerals, weddings, you know, Mm. to look fancy. Wow, I learned something today. Thank you. I hope you all learned something too, everyone. Thank you for listening to Broadcast from the Belfry. We don't have any more gross shit to talk about today, so that'll just probably be it. Um, there's there's more there's more gross shit, probably. I feel like there is. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's more gross shit. Uh, People started thinking it was weird that he stopped going to her grave every single night, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then one night, a boy was out doing, you know, boyish shenanigans, as they do. And he saw, he said that he saw Carl through the window dancing with a life-size doll, which is fucking nightmare fuel enough on its own. Never mind the fact that he didn't know that the life-size doll was actually a fucking corpse. Yeah. So it had been several years by this point, and then... Finally, in 1940, Elena's sister heard a rumor about what was going on, and so she decided to go over there and see for herself and confront him. 
and she thought it was a doll too because why wouldn't you when it looks like that like yeah it looks like a so she reports it to the authorities just to be like this is kind of weird and she didn't believe that carl because carl was telling her no that's your sister and she was like no that's a doll and she would not believe him. And so when she called authorities, she insisted that they examined the so-called doll. And they were like, oh, yeah, sorry, dude. That is what's left of your sister. I'm just not a fan of... Like, I don't know. You're just like, wow, this guy's really into, like, sex dolls, you know? Like, that's kind of fucked up. But, like... You know, we're not trying to kink shame. We're just trying to live our... We're trying to seek our truths. And I'm trying to find out about my sister. And the fact that he was so honest about it, I guess, is on one hand, good. He's like, oh, this is a woman I'm in love with. But it also shows you how disillusioned he is by his own ability and on what it means to be To think that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to think of it from our perspective now, it's so rapey. She did not reciprocate his interests or his affections Mm -hmm. he took his body without consent yeah she hoped he look up how much bones weigh like how much the average person's bones are he was arrested and found sane enough to stand trial he was charged with wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization and he also when he was on trial well no It was during the pre-trial because he didn't actually go to trial. We'll get to that in a minute. He told judges that he wanted to take Elena into the stratosphere in an airship that he was building himself so that the radiation from space would bring her back to life. I've watched a lot of anime and that's just not physically possible. You know, like it's close, but unless you were like native Kryptonian, that's not going to help. Like no amount of weeb shit, no amount of like... I will they won't they is going to make you being in mother freaking space going to bring you back to life like, especially when you've already replaced her entire body with fucking plaster like what do you think is going to happen this is so like messed up Pinocchio-esque was this before Blech. or after Pinocchio wait first how much do bones I after I I'm gonna guess okay so Google says uh, total bone weight depends on how much the person's entire body weighs Bones make up about 15% of a person's total body weight. For example, the bones of a person weighing 100 pounds would weigh about 15 pounds. Okay, so she probably was like, I don't know, like 130? I don't know how much humans weigh. So that's like 20 pounds of bones that he's just carrying around. That's kind of whack. And yeah, can you look up when Pinocchio came out and when this happened? Because I want to know if there's like... A timeline. I this is definitely after Pinocchio, because Pinocchio, I think, was one of those old ones. Hold, I have to sneeze in the meantime. Hold on. So the thing you don't understand about Pinocchio is that it's actually not a story of a boy, his cricket, and his grandpa. It's actually a story about how uh, capitalism is bad. So when you think about it initially, we view Pinocchio as his own living creature. We are told that this is a person by the view of his grandpa, Boom, Boomer Grandpa. You understand. So, throughout this process, he gets more and more humanized, but he knows deep down that he's not really human, and he's constantly reminded of it by his peers. This is what's, like, this is the issue with current America, and it's also the issue that was tried to, 
that was attempted to be brought to light by Walt Disney. It's that the older generation is always going to constantly try to pull us back into that initial state of corporate capitalism, even if they are trying to progress forward. So, okay, how much does... Did I stall Did we just make that shit up? Yes. How much does... Uh... No, first of all, do you think that Disney made up Pinocchio? No. Puppets <laughs> existed that Hans Christian that. Anderson? No, it was Carlo Collotti in oh, 1883. Yeah. So this story actually came out five years before Carl Tanzer was born. Dang. Okay. Wait, that still could mean that he was inspired by Pinocchio, though. And he was like, I just want to have a real wife, real girl. Geppetto could do it. I can do it, too. Anything Geppetti could do, I can do better. I can do anything Geppetti than you. I'm so stressed out. Okay. <laughs> Good. No one's happy now. <laughs> Nobody wins. <laughs> so he didn't get to take her in her airship. I kind of wish that he would have tried to go in the airship because he probably would have blown himself up. But here we are. Maybe when, Trump needs to build his own airship. When he says airship, do you think he meant like, uh, like healing? Oh, there's balloon? a picture of it. I didn't Heisenberg? save it, but there's a picture of it. No, it's like metal and probably wood, and it looks like a giant cannon. Wait, did he build it? Like, he had it, like, he, physically ready? I don't think it was ready, but he was building it. The ancient aliens dude would have a field day with this, you know? Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, this yeah is and just it's called cannon. Elena's airship. That's it does. It uncreative looks like a giant cannon. First, there's no wings. I hope there were going to be wings. No, yeah, there's, like, back wings for stabilization, but there's not front wings for steering. Yeah, so I, like, it's like a cannon with a plane tail. I have yep. such a loose grasp on physics, and I can give you 15 reasons right now why this would not work. Oh, there's a cat in the picture. That's cute. Or, <laughs> or it's a hat. I can't really tell. It's an old picture. It's a cat or a hat, but nothing else. It's one or the other. So her body was examined by doctors and pathologists, and here's where things start to get sketchy. Because at the time, this wasn't mentioned, but in the 70s, there were two researchers that revealed evidence that he put a tube up in her hoo-ha so he could still have sex with her. Gross? Super romantic. What are you talking about? I don't want... Okay, so I guess old people need tubes in them sometimes because that's how that being old works. But, like, I've never been like, hey, baby, it's Monday night. You, me, a glass of Chardonnay. Our favorite movie, which is obviously Air Buddies. We're going to recline for a while. And you know what's happening after that? The tube. The tube. Like, that's gross. You know? Like, I don't know. It's just not good. So that fact is controversial and debated. But here's what I want to know. What do you think it was made of? Plastic? That would Nothing it was made of would have felt good. I don't understand. No, it definitely, uh, okay, so... It would have had to have been plastic so that her, you know, rotting body didn't, like, collapse around it or something. Blah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, you know those, uh, uh, that's not a good joke, never mind. Yeah, it's not gonna be good no matter what. It's, it's gonna be bad. But this got me thinking. I got really curious as to when the flashlight was invented because of this. Because <laughs> I was like, why didn't he just put a flashlight in her? 
I don't think flush. I think flashlights are a very recent invention because I uh, think they're back. Nineteen ninety eight, for the record. You looked it up. Yeah, I did. I also found out from this that in ancient Greece, men would use stale bread with some olive oil to lube it up. Dude, bibbity bobbity, man. Like you sometimes got to get down with your fucking baguette, you know. And after that, uh, warm towels filled with jelly. It didn't say what flavor. I was picturing Smucker's grape jelly. I think boysenberry would be very nice, you know? Like, it's my favorite jelly for, like, eating. <laughs> so maybe it's the one I want on my, my weenie as well. I'm not really sure. The, the muffins YouTube video from, like, 2006. Yes, yes, I do. I, re I do remember dark YouTube, the prehistoric days. Boysenberry. Glass. <laughs> Anyway, I love that video. <laughs> oh, and inflatable dolls were invented in 1904, so those came first, and that was the first true artificial vagina. You're welcome. Why wasn't that invented before for, like, someone that's vagina fell out? Like, actual human beings. <laughs> like, like vaginas have been prolapsing for a long time. It didn't just start because we were like, oh, we have fake vaginas now. You can just... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess you can just put this in you. I don't know. They probably didn't have the, you know, it took a long time for science to develop appropriate plastics and rubbers and different types of materials. So they probably didn't have the right kind of uh, material to make an inflatable fucking sex doll until 1904. I can tell you very genuinely that the sex ed that I took in fifth grade did not cover any of this, and I'm pretty upset about it. Thank you, public school, for, you know, just just fucking me every day. You know, like, it, every day that goes on that I haven't been in high school, I realize how little I learned in high school. I'm just gonna remind you that I told you we were going weird places today. And that's because I googled when the fucking flashlight was invented. After it was examined, her body was put on display in the funeral home so people could just come and look at it and check out his terrible fucking handiwork, I guess. You know, because the fact that she was stolen from her grave wasn't enough. Now she has to be, like, put on display for everyone to come and look at, I guess. Cool. You might be going this way anyway, so sorry if I jumped the gun, but, like, are there ghosts in this area? <clears throat> in Florida? No, like, not- I, there's obviously ghosts in Florida, but, like, specifically, like, in this, like, funeral home, in his house, like, in where oh, the mausoleum is, are there, like, ghosts? I haven't read anything about ghosts. Okay. Because no. if anything was gonna make me be a vengeful spirit, it's gonna be some dude <laughs> that fucking up my it. haircut, replacing my gorgeous skin, putting some- whack-ass fake eyeballs on me like if you're fucking gonna... up your eyebrows i have very nice eyebrows did we talk about that on the podcast yes we did i was like or was that right before um yeah my eyebrows are nice and if anyone hasn't seen my eyebrows you're missing out so they're, th they're one of the three best things about me so it was viewed by almost 700 or 7,000 people i don't really know what time frame that was i didn't read anything about that but seven thousand people and then finally it was moved to an unmarked grave so no one else could fuck around with her or try and steal her or creep at her you know maybe she could finally get some ignore that loud sound <laughs> that resulted Peace. from me trying to send a snapchat of diamond <laughs> 
I'm doing my best, everyone. <laughs> Peace and quiet and privacy. Oh yeah, he put like a privacy curtain up across the bed so that at nighttime, when he was done with his necrophiliacing, she could have some privacy. <laughs> I don't understand the logic. You've already pumped this. Please skip the next eight seconds if you are squeamish or a child. He's been pumping this dead woman full of nut like she's the fucking ruins of a planter's factory trying to be brought back to life. And he's going to care that she can't sleep well? That's where he draws the line? Homie. No. No. That's... <laughs> For some reason, the statute of limitations expired. Because he was only technically charged with grave robbing while they were waiting for his case to go to trial. The statute of limitations expired. So they just let him go. Cool. I mean, he already found the love of his life and, you know, turned him into the world's most fucked up Muppet. So I guess there's not much worse he can do at this point. Yep. Yeah. So in 1944, so this is four years after Elena's sister came to his house. Mm -hmm. He moved back to Zephyr Hills, near to his wife, but not with her. And she helped support him in later life, but I'm not sure why, because I'd have been like, you fucking left me for a dead fucking body, so... bye bye Uh, whatever. Maybe he was a sugar baby. I have guess, I don't that? know. Yeah. Well, most people felt sorry for him that he couldn't be with his true love. Let's feel sorry for the rapey grave robbing perv. Like, yeah. I don't. Everybody, moment of silence for this fucking weird dude. Yep, that's it. Cool. That's the moment. All right. So, QQ. He even got US citizenship in 1950. So, you know, just anyone can become an American, especially in this economy, I guess. I don't fucking know. He yes. wrote an autobiography. Is I it guess... good? Have you read it yet? No, I don't. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> My corpse bride, probably. And I think that you have to be into yourself to have a fucking mustache like he does, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It was also reported that after he was released from jail, he asked Elena's family if he could have her body back. And when he couldn't have it, he used the death mask that he made and made like a new doll just without the fucking corpse part. If you want to know what a death, ma death mask is, listen back to an episode that Hope's going to tell us in a second, because I don't remember. Um, yeah, we talk about death masks in the past. That's not better. Like, I don't know. Well, it's better. Yeah, never mind. It's way better. It's way better to... Well, neither one is good. It's a sliding scale of bad, I think. Of bad, gross, and inappropriate. Um, that's actually three points on a chart, and in the triangle are, like... Floating is, like, actually Elena's doll body, and then, like, doll of Elena's body. Does that make sense? Yeah. In 1952, he was found dead on the floor of his home, where it had been for three weeks. <laughs> okay. Did anyone- He got- so many visitors, I guess. Did anyone do his thing? Did they do- did they, um, did they doll <laughs> no. him up? Do you think that was, those were his last words? 
What if that's how he ended his will? I like, think he left some like creepy note about how he got to actually be with her again or something like that. I can't remember. That's like low-key sweet. No, I'm talking about like super long will, end of autobiography, whatever. His last words that he ever, that were ever interpreted by another person were, when I pass, make sure I'm all dolled up. And that's it. Like scene, fade to black executive producer dick wolf like this christopher nolan film crazy right someone hollywood hire me hollywood where are you uh i just got a stew update mm-hmm. we're at 1.9 thousand gap wise so just in case anyone was wondering coming in real time um this whole time i've been trying to find carl tanzer's book uh there's a lot of books about him so i had some trouble finding his his is called the Secrets of Elena's Tomb. There's nothing oh, in the tomb. Oh, I did tomb. read that. There's no secrets, really. It's empty. That's it. That's the only <laughs> secret. You took the body. Like, what? Maybe his autobiography is about what he did when he went to visit the mausoleum before he took the body. Ooh, Those would be me. secrets. Yeah, there's a graphic warning and mature readers only on it. Woo! Hmm. It's that necrophilia sexy time, I'm, I'm telling not, you. I'm not old enough for that. Hey, if you're my parents and you're listening to this, please sign up my permission slip so I can read this book, so I can make content with it. Um, yeah. It should be required reading in high school. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. When you, like, leave fourth grade, you should have already read this book, honestly. <laughs> Moving on to our, you know, pop culture kind of stuff. Pop culture. The, the Ripley's, believe it or not, museum in Key West has an exhibit of fucking count von carl caring for elena's corpse so that's that exists wait what does that mean though like i assume he wouldn't have taken pictures of himself so is it just like things that were in his bedroom i don't even i mean maybe but they probably took a bunch of photographs when they arrested him but oh probably yeah Uh, because of the on account of the crime yeah that that makes sense (laughs) uh some parts of the memorial plaque from her mausoleum have been reassembled and are on display at the Martello or Marteo, I'm not sure, gallery uh, in Key West, the Key West Art and Historical Museum. Several podcasts have preceded us in talking about him. Like I said, I listened to both and that's why we drink and morbid, but according to Wikipedia, there's also episodes from Lore, My Favorite Murder, Necronomopod, Criminal, and Stuff You Should Know. So, can someone go and add us to this list on Wikipedia? I don't think we can do it. I think that'd be really narcissistic, but... Yeah, someone uh, do it and let us know. And if you live in Manhattan, I don't know, I'll give you a high five or buy you a cheeseburger or something. Or you'll get, like, the spiciest shout-out if you don't. No, period. We'll just do that. I will write you a very short love letter if you do this and can provide proof that it has been done. Um, yeah. I will also write it for whoever. So if you don't want it addressed to you or regarding you, I can write it about anyone or anything. Do you love peaches? Could you eat them for hours? I'll write a love note story thing about that. Do you really enjoy Frederick Douglass? I could write a love poem to Fred- about Frederick Douglass. Do you really like In the Martian when Matt Damon has to like fertilize his potatoes with his own poop? And that's just really intriguing to you. I'll write a like love note about how the Matt Damon and the Martian 
which you should watch if you haven't. It's a very good movie. Uh, had to like make poop poop potatoes, poop potatoes. It has to be a quality Wikipedia page, though. I mean, I'll take whatever, honestly. It's, like, right, it's, somewhere cool. The, it's cool. Somewhere in the middle, I guess. Yeah, somewhere in the middle of literally accidentally typing our name in this list and very intentionally spending days to weeks on making us a page. Um, somewhere in the middle of that, we're just adding us onto this list, period. That'd be nice. If our name is misspelled, I'll take that too. You'll you'll get the gist. Like people will get it. They'll be like, who's broadcast from the born free? And I'll be like, us, 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 us. Take a screenshot, print it out, put it on my wall, send it in with my taxes next year. It'll be great. I love it. <laughs> there is an episode of Fringe that is supposed to be loosely based on the story, and it's been a hot minute since I watched Fringe, so I don't really remember it, but it exists, and the episode is called Marionette. So that makes sense. Cool. Fringe was fringe. It was weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. Like two thousand and seven TV. You know, like I liked season one, but when they started like going between dimensions, I kind of got really annoyed with it. But I definitely did not watch it that long, and am uncomfortable by that. Oh. There is also an episode of Blacklist. Have you seen Blacklist? Yes. <laughs> A little bit. Well, I haven't seen it, but listen to this description. I liked it. In 2014, the NBC series Blacklist featured a plotline in the 20th episode of its second season that resembled the Tanzler incident. A smuggler is revealed to have been pilfering corpses from graveyards and using them in a corpse mail order bride business as part of an alleged... Chinese tradition involving unmarried decedents remains found in the smuggler's facility closely resembled the corpse of Hoyos after its retrieval from Tanzler's residence. We've talked about that. We've also, I think that we actually talked about uh, that and Death Mass in the same episode, uh, Marrying Dead People. Yeah, we mentioned it. What yeah. episode was that? It probably was like the weird burial ones, the one where we talked about like smoking people to death. Oh, no, that was about mummies. But yeah. we did talk about burials. You're right. Yeah. At some point. This that's isn't my strong it. suit. I'm not the one that remembers what episodes. So, I loosely remember my own jokes, and that's pretty much it. That's all I got. I, like, mentioned it, but we didn't really go into it. But it's called Mingun. Minghun. I don't know. I don't speak Chinese. Uh, But it's also known as Chinese ghost marriage. And it's when one or both of the bride and groom are deceased because in traditional Chinese culture, it's considered shameful to be the parents of an unwed daughter. And girls who couldn't get married were often shunned from society. We all remember what happens at the beginning of Mulan. That's true. She fucking destroys that matchmaker's home and her parents are hella embarrassed. Mm -hmm. uh, another reason is because it's traditional that the younger brother couldn't get married before the older brother but if the older brother dies, that's a problem. So they can perform a ghost marriage for the deceased older brother so that the younger brother can then get married. This also means that there's a pretty solid uh, black market for stolen female corpses in China. Nice. So if you or a loved one are a female that's dead, uh, just ship them right over, you know? Do the dang thing. Yeah, there's an episode of Bones about it, too. So, uh, Which I think I've said before. Probably. A cute update. I was just sent a picture of Zero, and he is 
the freaking cutest right now. He's big. He's got tummy tufts. He's got his teeth out. He's got those curled pizzies. You know, we are going deep with Zero being too dang cute right now. He's incredible. This episode's sponsored by My Love of Zero. My time to shine. Welcome to Sanjay's Corner. We're talking about pop culture, pop rocks, popcorn, everything pop, everything rock. Um, But this is not something you can hop on. So, what... Actually, this is, like, not that... This just wasn't mentioned today. So, do you think it's, like, weird that... So, there's been, like... I don't know how to phrase this. Um, You can taxidermy animals, and you can preserve a body, but you can't taxidermy a body, you know? Do you think that this was one of the first instances of someone just literally doing that? And that's why it was, like, so terrible? Or do you think that, like this is diff- a different practice entirely and it's just in taxidermy is just creepy because it is in general this is also not pop culture it's just a genuine question yeah i don't know i mean i'm not saying that taxidermy isn't creepy but i also really enjoy having taxidermy things so you don't have taxidermy things you just have bones right I just have bones, yeah, but when I lived with my friend Cadence, she has a a pretty growing taxidermy collection. She has an owl, a squirrel, a little mouse with a gold tooth and a cane and a top hat and an eye patch. She has a big fucking fish. Um, She has a preserved snake in a jar. Um, that's different. That's just good eating, you know. Like, a mummified toad, the owl, and the squirrel were like the the centerpieces of the collection, though. And they were in our hallway. Your friend's weird. Like we'd probably be friends, so, but like you you have weird friend. Um. Well, my love of taxidermy grew from there. So that makes also a uh, shout out to my friend Shannon who did our Jack the Ripper voice yeah. reading. Uh, his dad is a taxidermist that's a profession and yeah did you not watch the episode of Hannibal where he goes to the taxidermy shed that's TV that's make believe but that guy's job was a taxidermist Shannon's dad pays taxes and like taxidermy things for a living living. that's wild I guess anything is really like a weird career when you think about it like literally doing any yeah never mind I'm back on board Shannon also does his own little taxidermy bits and pieces. He, like, will make cryptids out of real things. This makes sense. Yeah, it's all yeah. tying together. So, um, yeah. Cool. So, what's your favorite uh, dead person that's not a dead person? I'll start. Weekend at Burns. <laughs> Definitely a dead person, <laughs> not a dead person. I don't know. The mummy. In the mummy. Like the Brendan Fraser movie? Yeah. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. Yep. Uh I would say the hmm. Oh, the career of the woman that was married to Johnny Depp. Yeah, like that's dead. Like it's not, but like it's <laughs> definitely dead. So uh gotta factor that in there too. Hope can you think of any dead people that aren't dead? No, but I want to talk about Johnny Depp because I stood by him the whole time and everyone was like, believe the victims. And I Which was you like, should do, no, but... you yeah, should I, do that. I but am believing the victim. 
And now I'm watching Amber Heard get kicked out of Aquaman 2. I'm watching her get kicked out of everything. I'm watching her life get destroyed like she destroyed Johnny Depp's. I guess this is the opposite. But speaking of Johnny Depp, so instead of dead people that aren't dead, we could say like alive people that like maybe should be dead, like age-wise. Johnny Depp's like 75. Pharrell Williams is like 110. Rihanna hasn't aged a day since Umbrella came out. She, the only thing that she's protecting herself from are the rays of aging. You know, just like, ooh. Cher. Cher, definitely. Um, Betty White is literally probably a robot at this point. I don't know what's going on with that woman. Who else am I afraid of? Um, that's pretty, those are the big ones. Yeah. I think that Cher is mostly just Botox these days. But you know what? I don't fucking care. She is still a queen. And I kind of want to watch Burlesque now. What if Life After Love... More of that story. Believe by Cher was about, like, being dead and, like, having your body turned into a doll. You know, like, believing in Life After Love is just, like, yeah. 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 I guess that's believing okay. in love after life. All right. Never mind. What, what song? What song? What is your favorite normal song turned creepy because of how it was used in a movie? Okay, or so, could be used in a movie? Damn it. Okay, so I was thinking the opposite initially, and um, I was talking about this yesterday. Richard Cheese's cover of Down with the Sickness is like very nice. Um, it plays in Dawn of the Dead, I believe. And yeah, whichever one, like the like modern movie where they're in a mall, it came out like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a montage of them like keeping the zombies out, but also just doing degenerate shit because they're adults and they're in a mall. And like, they're the only ones, the only people left as far as they're concerned. So they're fucking and playing golf and like whatever. And like Richard Cheese is just like jazzily singing down with the sickness. That was pretty sick. Um, but a creepy song. Or a song that like could be made creepy if it was put in a movie. That one's a lot harder. So I listen to sad stuff mostly. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, tiptoe through the tulips when they use um, it in fucking insidious. Insidious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pass on that. Also, um, jingle bells played in minor keys is amazing. Ooh, I think I already talked about uh the. The Price is Right theme played at 500, like, reduced speed. That shit gets me a lot. Yeah, it sounds like the music that plays in Satan's Strip Club, dude. It's just, like, nothing but bass and, like, screeching. It's, yeah, that shit fucks me. But Price is Right brings me joy. So maybe that's actually a good answer. I love The Price is Right. It's amazing. True Carrie, my dude. Come on. I have to pee. Okay, I thought you had a True Carrie fact. (laughs) Nope. No, but I have been watching Community again, so... Uh, this has nothing to do with Drew Carey. Well, Drew Carey's in the episode with the hole in his hand, remember? At the law firm in season two? Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Back on the And Carey. then, uh... And, because we're watching season three, so, you know, Professor Kane is in it, but now mm-hmm. all I can see him as is fucking Montrose, and it's not... Mm-hmm. It's less funny, and it's more just, like, sad, because you know he's like, a good mm-hmm. father. <laughs> you abusive Montrose. alcoholic ass <laughs> yeah um we did release our overall summary of lovecraft country the show overall is like 11 or 12 hours to watch 
We covered it all in under two hours, so if you just want to listen to us talking about a really cool show from start to finish, things we loved, things we didn't love, which are very few, um, intricacies, details, trivia we looked up, all the all the spicy deets, um, feel free to listen to that. It was a whole lot of fun, and we would love to do something like that again. So if there's a show or a movie that you guys want us to watch and talk about, feel free to submit it to us whenever, and we would love to give it a try. I'd say, or a book, but... I don't have time for that shit, you know? Like, I don't. I'm busy. I'm like I'm like Remy from Ratatouille. I'm standing on people's heads. I'm pulling hairs. I'm making fucking poor people dishes and giving them to a chef or a food critic. I'm elevating the hell out of most things that I'm touching. Um, I'm like Midas, but more mice. Uh, thank you for listening to Broadcast from the Belfry. If you liked what you heard today, um, or if you liked Ratatouille, Please give us a like or a subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm, which I don't understand, but it's really important. You can also contact us via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where we post things about the episodes in addition to just random, fun, spooky things. And we love interacting with you guys. So yeah, please give us a like, a follow, all of that cool jazz. You can also contact us by emailing us at broadcastfromthebelfry at gmail.com if you would like to do so. Thank you to Marshall for making the intro. It's really cool. I love it. Makes me feel like a like a a bad a word, you know, every time I listen to it because I'm like, oh, we're doing spooky stuff today. So that's awesome. Thank you to Tyler for appreciating my Halloween joke that I forgot that I made. Sometimes, you know, it just comes to me, and that's that's what we're doing, baby. Um, yeah. Thank you to you, the listeners. I think that's all the things I should be thanking and reminding. Do you have any other thoughts, Georgia? Don't make dolls out of people. Yeah, don't make dolls out of people, dudes. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you that, but it's the same thing as that old lady that, like, spilled coffee in her coochie and, like, sued McDonald's. No, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I read about that. I read an article about that, and I am 100% on that lady's side now. What? I thought it was just that. Okay, let me do the outro, and then we can talk about McDonald's and coochies for, like, a minute, if anyone wants to listen afterwards. Hope, do you have any final thoughts on things that are related? I just found out a lot of weird, unrelated things on Twitter, but nope. Cool. We can touch those in the postcast, too. Yeah, what do we say to the kind people? that have put up with our bullshit for 47-ish episodes. Thanks for listening and stay spooky. You're never going to be ugly because when you die, we're going to take your body, take you to our collective bedroom because, you know, obviously we live in the same house because we're in a band and that's how that works. Uh, We're going to solely replace your body parts with like other body parts, but like Gucci body parts. And then we're going to take you to New York Fashion Week and you're going to strut with like uh, Heidi Klum. And it's going to be really cool designer sluts. Hope your thing first, since I feel like it might get lost. Vladimir Putin's stepping down. Oh, it looks like Georgia is going to win Biden for us. Okay. Uh, right now, there's like or, like tied right now. votes different. What? Like, but <clears throat> yeah. Also, Supernatural just made Destiel canon. What? I found all of those out in one tweet. What? One tweet. We're living in a fake timeline right now. I'm so sure. Talk about the 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 coffee cooch. Okay. First of all, the coffee was so hot. That it fused her labia together. Did you know that? 
No, but it's it's coffee. It's hot. It's boiling water. Yeah. Okay. So the McDonald's that she bought that coffee from, they were already fighting several lawsuits about the temperature at which they were serving their coffee. Oh. And so uh, at least two different occasions for other people who would like sued them for how hot their coffee was. And people always make it sound like she was driving and she was doing all the shit that she shouldn't have been doing and that it was all her fault. Mm -hmm. But that's because the media spun it that way because, you know, McDonald's is a big fucking corporation who can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So a lot of victim blaming here. Because she was actually sitting in the passenger seat of a parked car that didn't have cup holders and she put it between her legs to add cream. Oh. And that it spilled all over. She had to have skin grafts like on her legs, thighs, JJ, butt cheeks. Whoa. Because it was so... Like, why would someone serve something that you drink hot enough to require you to have skin grafts if it touches you? I guess That's the fucking issue. Yeah, I guess technically they're probably brewing the coffee, like, under pressure, so it could get hotter than two... What's the boiling point? It's like 212? Yeah. Yeah, so they probably couldn't get hotter than that. That makes sense. So the McDonald's that she brought the coffee, that she got the coffee at, was knowingly breaking the laws surrounding their, like, how things should be served, basically. Okay, well, that's dumb. Okay, that's not dumb. So it's dumb that the end result of this like this is used as a token experience that if there's a warning there's a reason you know yeah like you at panera you there's a sticker that says don't put your hand in the bread slicer because a bunch of people put their hands in the bread slicer and like fucked up their hands like which is again dumb yeah but like bagels get stuck it's a whole thing i've done it yeah. but i have a death wish so um yeah it's it's used as like the quintessential like that because the sleeves say like caution hot and it's always spun as, yeah, obviously coffee's going to be hot. This woman wasn't being, like, um, I can't remember the word right now. But, like, she wasn't, like, using her noodle and, like, acknowledging that there was a hot liquid, you know? Like, that's how it's generally phrased, not that yeah. she was being cautious. It's not, a sleeve wouldn't have changed that at all. No. Like, the lawsuit wasn't about that. It was about the actual temperature of the coffee that melted yeah. her body. That makes so yeah. much more sense, actually. And I feel... It's because McDonald's, that. like the media, did a smear campaign against her. Hmm. And it fucking worked, because that's what everyone thinks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Dang. 